You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. It's another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins. Evan, we're getting so close. The college football getting ready to kick off and... Got a chance to go up to Michigan State's practice that they had on Wednesday. And it was weird because normally when you go to practices, first of all, the running joke is you get to watch. You only get to see like three periods. And normally period one is stretching. stretching. Period two is special teams. And then period three is just like some stupid drill. Yeah, maybe a one-on-one. Maybe with a receiver and a cornerback. Right. Well, it was different because we got there. And not only were they going at a feverish pitch, but they were doing, you know, real drills, real plays, like the two-minute drill just going down the field. Okay, the ones are in. Okay, now quick, the twos are in. Okay, now quick, the threes are in. And it was going so fast, it was like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not used to this because it's normally a much slower pace. They were humming along. So that was the first thing that we saw. Then they broke off into the various different uh, position groups, and and it was going so quickly, you didn't have time to go to the other side of the practice field to watch the defense. You had to pick your poison because they were moving quickly. Yeah, based on everything I saw on Twitter, when I was seeing those videos, I was like, that's really unique that you get to see the actual practice part of practice. You know as well as I do that, you know, covering the Lions and, and college football around here for 10-plus years, that's all you see is the stretching. Right. So it is a breath of fresh air. And is that a, a, a Tucker thing for normal? Because I, I would imagine once the season starts, you're not going to be able to see that stuff. Nah, I mean, he's all about, hey, you know what? You guys got a job. Like, they were already practicing. We could hear them. So when we got in there, I think he was kind of showing off what he has. Well, to, and to I like media. that. I like it because D'Antonio never showed that off. And, no. I, and I don't blame a coach for doing it that way. I really don't because you're always looking for a competitive advantage. Uh, but they were hitting. No, and they, these kids were Jack to play, huh? It was, it was the first time that they uh, could, they were in pads for the first time. Real quick, funny story. It, um, talk about not being able to film stuff. So I'm at Fox 2, and it's a Lions practice, and they were indoors. And, you know, I had to get some B-roll, so I just shot this play. And they were like, uh, dude, what are you doing? I was like, uh, he's like, you're not allowed to shoot. I was like, oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's this stupid trick play. Like, no one's going to fall for this. <laughs> Very first play of the game against Green Bay, it worked. I was like, oh, my God, that thing actually worked. It was like the dumbest play in the world. Like, 
Like, was that the flea flicker? That I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that like it was yesterday. And it's just, it's refreshing. And everything Mel Tucker has done is refreshing. Now, I know that we like talk about Dan Campbell with his quotes and everything like that. But Mel Tucker is like that without the sensational quotes. Right. He's very open with what he's trying to do. He's very honest with what he's doing. He's not sugarcoating anything. No, he's not. As a matter of fact, he came out and says uh, age doesn't matter. Which is good. You know, if you're on the field, you're old enough. Meaning, I don't care if you're a senior. I don't care if you're a freshman. If you can make plays, you're going to be on the field for me. You're going to play, which is what you want to hear, especially because you got a bunch of transfers coming in. you got a bunch of incoming freshmen Got a bunch of people who really have not played. I keep saying 38 people are brand new to this team. Was not there last season. Well, and then let's not act like he's not still actively recruiting, too. You know, he's got four of Michigan's biggest recruits coming in. Well, I mean, that's for next year. I'm just talking about this season. Well, that's season. what I'm saying. But that quote, if you're a high school senior and you hear that, you're like, I'm intrigued. You Talk got a chance. Me. Right. It's not a hierarchy where I, I think D'Antonio did get caught up in that a little bit where – you would see guys in their red shirt senior year, like, okay, but this, why don't you play the freshman? He's, Sours. You know, but no, I got to play my guys. These are my guys. And it's like, your guys get you fired. I mean, you got, you look at the good coaches, and the good coaches are willing to put the best players out on the field. Now, if you're Nick Saban and you could afford to sit Devontae Smith for years because you got other first round picks in the wide receiver room, okay. I get it. Yeah. But. There was no first-round picks in, in the Michigan State's room. So, yeah, when you're looking at that, I mean, there's a lot of talent. Now, the thing for Mel Tucker, how do you pick and choose who plays? Because the running back room is a lot better than it was last year. And it's jam-packed. The wide receiver room is a lot better than it was last year. Heck, the tight end room is a lot better than it was last year. The offensive line, I don't know. They're young they're bigger, but offensive line is the one position group. It takes a, a little bit of time. That's the one, probably that's the one position group you don't want to see a true freshman in there, unless you're Orlando Pace, unless yeah. you're extraordinary. The Taylor Lewans of the world that right. can step right in. Because and do most it. freshmen get beat like rag drums their first year. They're not big enough, they're not strong enough, and they're not smart enough. It, exactly. And they haven't made. Like, freshmen need to make mistakes to learn. I firmly believe that. And not a lot of coaches are willing to let that happen on their watch as a freshman. They'll let them make those mistakes late in a game during a blowout one way or another. But, I mean, if you're a special freshman, which some kids are, you were telling me yesterday, Keon Coleman looks like a beast out there. Yeah, he looks he looks the part, man. I mean, it's a lot of times you see these kids and their videos on social media, but... He looked like straight out of central casting for football player. Which is great because, yeah, when you watch these tapes, you're like, well, how good is the competition? You know, right. I've joked about the Macomb County Five talking about basketball. But when you're, you know, you, you play at a powerhouse school, like in Texas, we know all the competition's good. Right. In Louisiana, I don't really know. Yeah, Louisiana, though it's part of the southeast part of the country, yeah, I don't know how good – they are, and a lot of his highlights was him playing basketball, which I know Louisiana basketball ain't that good. Right, and like, for instance, when I went to Chippewa Valley High School in the year 2000, we had a running back. His name was Chris Lamazny. He broke the state record for rushing yards in a season. We gave my man the ball 50-some-odd times a game. So you look at it on tape, you're like, this kid's a beast. 
And then you're like, well, is it based on right. who we were playing? I mean, like Eisenhower is a good team, so on, and they won state titles. And I think they won it that year, actually. But you look at the competition, and that's and that's promising to see. So yeah, it's it, the all the different rooms are jam packed. The quarterback room, I still think it's Peyton Thorn. I know he hasn't committed to a quarterback, but once again, every time they go out, Peyton Thorn is running with the ones. Russo runs with the twos. And competition and, isn't bad, especially no. if the kids embrace it. No, I mean, I mean, it's it's not competition is, and I mean they they. They're almost forced to embrace it. I mean, that's... <laughs> well, in this day and age with transfers, yes. Yeah. Because if you're not good enough, we're going to go find somebody that is. Yeah, I mean, because speaking of which, I, I talked about the running back room. I caught up with Elijah Collins, who was sick last year. He had COVID, and his productivity dropped. And we, nobody knew why. And, I mean, when it, it, you say it dropped, like he couldn't get on the he field. He was the leading rusher coming into the Big Ten season last year. As and a he sophomore. Looked, and, he, and all of a sudden, he just looked like dog crap. I mean, there's no other way to put it. But then you found out later, oh, because, you know, a lot went on. So after practice, I caught up with Elijah Collins. Here's what he had to say. Talking here with Elijah Collins, running back Michigan State. Elijah, what was it like coming off of last year? You know, you had COVID. What's it been like coming into 2021? Uh, I mean, it's been a breath of fresh air. I mean, being able to just get back out there and starting to feel like myself again. Uh, I've been putting the effort in in the weight room, on the field, uh, the conditioning, nutrition. I've been doing it all. I've been checking all my boxes, dotting all my T's. Uh, even with recovery, uh, I've started to do an extensive recovery. Like after every camp day, uh, I go stretch, ice tub, there gun. If I got a little bump or a little bruise, I go get that taken care of. I go in the training room at least two, three times a day and do everything, basically. Last year, you know, you, you had COVID, and a lot of people didn't know that. They just saw the productivity go down. You know, how difficult was that not, you know, because people didn't know, and I'm sure that you wanted to get a, a maximum effort, but you couldn't. And, and on top of that, like, have you fully recovered from that? Or are you still feeling any after effects? Oh, I've definitely fully recovered. I mean, at the time, it was a, definitely a mental strain and a physical strain, but... I mean, like all things, I want to push through everything. I don't hit walls and just fall down. I hit walls and I get to chipping away at it, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away until that wall is not there no more. So for me, it's just, it's just really just handling business, taking this day by day, step by step, and that's what got me here today. And now you look at the running backs room and it's changed. You got some new people in there. Some people came, some people left. For you, I mean, was it just, I'm going to work through this? Was, you know, did you ever think about maybe hitting the portal? Or, you know, was this just motivation for you to get back out on the field and, and become the Elijah Collins you wanted to be? Uh, I bleed green. Like, I mean, I've been here for, for some time now. So for me, I mean, when they brought guys in, it was just another thing to add to the play. Like, they're going to they gonna come out here and work just as hard as I'm going to come out here and work. So we're going to compete every single day. And that's what we do, me and all the RBs. I mean, we love each other. It's a brotherhood. Like, we don't come here. We don't fight. We don't fuss. We try to make each other better. Like, it's a room that we love to compete in. And I love to be in that room. So, now, and looking at this offense and talking with Elijah Collins, you know, describe this offense that, that, that you're trying to put out there on the field. I mean, we're trying, to, we're trying to be an explosive team. Like, I mean, lately we haven't made too many explosive plays. So, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to really come out there and and be a team that can make explosives because, I mean, when you make explosives, the drive gets better and the percentage of scoring goes up. So, I mean, that's one thing we definitely want to do when it makes a big play, some home runs, and definitely open up our offense. 
What's it like? What's Mel Tucker like, man? I mean, we see him on social media, you know, smoking a cigar. He looks like he's, I like to call him, he's the cool uncle. What, what's, he, what's he like? I mean, he's everything y'all see. I mean, like, he's, he's, he's a stand-up guy. I mean, he's, he's true to everything he does. Like, he, and he's very passionate about, about us and about how we play football. So, I mean, like you said, he's a cool uncle, but I think he's even more than that. He's like, he's like, he's the, he's the, he's the uncle you always wish you had. He's the uncle that's gonna push you to be the best. He's the uncle that's gonna he can joke around with you, but at the same time he can be as serious as serious as as he needs to be. And he he pushes everybody to be great, the whole team. He wants all of us to get better day by day. And it's a it's an uphill battle that we're gonna keep climbing. Speaking of being great, what's it gonna to take to get Michigan State back to the championship level that that we've Spartan fans have seen them? I mean, like what Coach Tuck said, we gotta be relentless. Like each and every play, you can't you can't take a play off. No matter if that's special teams, offense, defense, whatever, like every rep matters, every every rep counts because you can't get a day back. Like no matter what you want, like everybody's out here training and working hard. So I mean, every day has to be a productive day. You can't you can't take a day back. You can't fall behind. You got to fall forward. And 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 real quick, if you could take us behind the scenes, off the field, you know, with the NIL kicking in. How does that work out for you guys? I mean, is, is that something that you focus on now or is that something that you'll focus on after the season? I mean, right now I'm just focusing on football primarily. I'm focusing on trying to do as much as I can on the field and then all of that, I feel like it will come with it. Uh, I mean, my primary focus is football. I'm here to play football and do school. So I'm doing both of those primarily. NIL, I mean, I've talked to some people about it, but not too many. Uh, I partnered with Moneyball. Moneyball is a great, great company there. They're out here in Lansing. Uh, I actually know some people that know, like the head of Moneyball. So I mean, it's kind of like a, it's feels it's a good family vibe. So I, I trust Moneyball, and I have like we're building a great relationship so far. Yeah, Des Ferguson is a good guy. So okay, I appreciate it, Elijah. Thank you. One thing I thought was so interesting in listening to that interview because I didn't have the pleasure of going, but you asked him, "Did you ever think about transferring?" And he goes, "I bleed green." Yeah, I mean, it's the question. It's the million-dollar question. I mean, with the transfer portal there, it wasn't like I was trying to say you weren't good enough, but let's face it, they brought in a lot of backs. They they brought in uh, Kenneth Walker. They brought in Harold Joyner. You still got Jordan Simmons out there. You, you, you still got Connor Haywood out there playing whatever position he's going to be playing. So you got a lot of running backs. You even got Eaglin, the, the running back from Texas. So a bunch of backs – you know, was it something that he thought about maybe, you it know what? Sounds like it never even crossed his mind. No, I mean, because one of the running backs, I forgot, uh, is now on the D-line. He was just like, yeah, it's not going to happen for me, and I'm moving over. Well, okay, so with the abundance of backs, and it's not only the abundance of backs, but it's abundance of backs that are shifty and quick. You know what I'm saying? Hayward's the only one that literally is like the three yards in a cloud of dust type of back. Could you see them using two backs in their system. You mean that simultaneously? Yes. Uh no. I don't think they're gonna go. I think you more so will see one back and four wides. Okay. And they're just kind of like, you know what, you're gonna have to pick your poison. Similar to what they did in the best cases in the Michigan game last year. I don't think you're gonna see a ton of fullbacks. I don't think you're gonna see unless you maybe go with Joyner and he goes in motion and leaves, it goes out into the slot. And that's what I was wondering more so than just having two backs up against your quarterback because they're going to play a lot out of the shotgun, right? Right. They're, they're not going to be a lot under the center. I, I mean, 
We'll see. I don't think we really know what the offense is. I don't think we really know what the defense is. I don't think last year gave us a good inclination on what to expect this year. I think no. last year it was a vanilla. Listen, we're going to do what we do right. based on what we have here. Right. But I think this year opens up everything. I mean, I think the best way I can put it is Mel Tucker, you know, moved into an apartment or moved into a house on the weekend on a Friday. Tons of boxes in there. And he has to wait till Monday to go to the store to get all the things he really needs. So you're just kind of unpacking as needed. You get a plate. You get a couple of things out just so that you can manage that weekend. And then starting Monday, you can go to the store and you can take inventory to what you have. And I think that's where he's at this year. He did just enough to play. He, he used what he had. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, Connor Haywood, H-back I saw, catching passes as a tight end. He was with the tight ends. They talked about him. You know, he's – they say he's good at multiple positions. I, I think they're still trying to find a place for him on the team. I don't think it's a big secret. He's probably not your best running back. But he's a good guy. He's a guy that his teammates love him. The coaches love him. So you're not going dis, to just disregard him. But I think they see – you know, it's we're not giving out, you know – you know, achievement awards here. We're not giving out orange slices and juice boxes. Or helmet stickers with number 965. Or helmet stickers with your area code on it. (laughs) I'm sorry. It was an unnecessary shot. No, it wasn't. That's that's buffoonery right there. That's, hey, you get a helmet sticker because you beat some low-rent team in the first game. And, of course, we're talking about the new helmet stickers that Michigan released. And it's just... It's so silly, and it's like, listen, they've been a whipping boy around here for 17 years. You can't be the leader and the best and not lead or be the best for 17 years. And then you do something like that where it bucks tradition. And I think Jim Costa said it when he was filling in with you one day about tradition. You're worried about what the dead people think. Right. And with Michigan, I think it's like them, the Yankees, they have tradition, and you stick by it, right? But Harbs is out here, like, trying to change everything. I mean, this may go right up there with the uh, legacy numbers that they had. Can you explain something to me? Because on, on Wednesday's show on, on Valenia with Rico, you guys mentioned the halo. Yeah. Can you expand on that for me a little bit? Yeah, they had this maze. It, they were going to put it around the top of the stadium. So that wasn't just people talking crap. That was a, a real thing that yeah, they were considering. Thing. No, they had it up. Really? And they took it down. <laughs> I don't know why. It was like, oh, this halo is stupid. I'm like, nobody sits up there. So I thought it would be sweet for like the Goodyear overhead look. Oh, absolutely. You would see the, you know, the maze. It's not act like the blimp isn't there for every big game they right. have. But for some reason... Michigan fans hated the halo. I think a lot of it has to do with what they were losing at the time. So it's so like it's almost similar. Right. But it was like with the Adidas uniforms. Oh, it's Adidas making us lose. No, well, you're, it's not Adidas. It's and also, I don't Adidas. buy that either because when Adidas came forward, that was the biggest payday in college football history right. for a uniform deal. Right. So don't act like Adidas because, by the way, I see plenty of you still wearing that gear out and about. All right. Well, I mean, now you look ridiculous with a basketball player on your football jersey. I'm sorry. Yeah. It does. I know you're a big Jordan no, fan. I am, and it, it broke my heart. ridiculous. It broke my heart because I'll never forget the day. It was a Lions preseason game, and my buddies are texting me, did you see what Michael Jordan did? And I'm like, 
oh, is he making another comeback? No. <laughs> That's how silly I am about the guy. And then when I see him utter those two words, I was like, oh, my God, Michael, what are you doing? But, I mean, hey, if it gets kids there, it gets kids there, right? I, I, I mean, they get all types of shoes, and that draws people to Michigan. I just think that if I'm, I'm the Jordan brand, I would come up with a different logo on the jersey because I thought, you know, if I'm Michigan – I try to get a silhouette of that Charles Woodson interception at Michigan State. Well, and think about when Michigan was at or its Desmond best. Or Desmond striking the pose. It was that swoosh on the jersey. Right, but I'm saying Desmond striking the pose. That's a cool – and the silhouette. That's a cool That's logo. iconic. Right. You got a basketball player on your football jersey. Okay. Who also owned the state in his latter career. So. He ruined I – mean, I mean, I don't know what's a bigger slap in the face, that or the fact that he's on Pistons jerseys now. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> hey, you know what? Money makes the world go round. But, I mean, not to – I mean, we got a little off topic, but you also did get to talk to somebody on the defensive side of the ball. I and did. it's a very intriguing player, in my opinion. The defense, they were on the other side of the field. Didn't get a chance to really get a big glimpse. Uh, one thing I did notice is Tank Brown coming from Minnesota. Uh, he was going to be a linebacker. He redshirted. Now he's on the D-line. Uh, Standing kind, up, right? Kind of like that Shalit Calhoun feel to him. You know, former basketball player. Can you get that speed rush? They're they're really trying to find as many people as they can to, to really – I mean, it, the, the purpose of it is to get the pressure on the quarterback because last year they didn't get a ton of pressure. And with the offense not knowing how good it's going to be, the best way to beat a spread team is to make the quarterback run around and not give him time. You give any quarterback time, they'll pick you apart. I don't care how good you are. I've always wondered with players, because players are set on what they've done forever, right? Mm-hmm. And do you think when you, you approach a player like a tank and, and you're like, hey, we want you to be D-end, we want you to rush, do you think he's like, sweet, because that's my job anyway is to tackle, right? So why not go after the quarterback? Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if he's a, a typical 4-3 linebacker, right, you're right. usually playing side-to-side. Side. You're not rushing the quarterback unless it's an uh, uh, all-out blitz, right? Right. I wonder how many players are like, love it. I want that. Embrace it. Like you said, a running back went to D-line. See, I, I think at this point, yeah, you, you just want to get on the field. Yeah. And Especially if you're young. Okay, I was a line. I mean, Will Golston started off as a linebacker. He was a linebacker for half a practice. And they were like, dude, yeah, how about you put your hand in the dirt and you come off the edge? And that was his career at Michigan State. So, yeah, at this point, you're young. You, you just want to play because you want to be in this, at least the two deep because you're going to get a lot of playing time. And for MSU, it's about getting that rotation down on the D line, getting the pressure. Now, we caught up with. Uh, a Cast Tech alum, Kalen Gervin. It's been a long time. I mean, I remember being at his uh, ceremony when he announced he was going to Michigan State. It was like that long ago. Oh, he's a junior now. And we were laughing. He was like, yeah, you know, now he's he's the guy in the room. He's the guy that when they talk, he talks, people listen. He's, I think, the oldest corner in that room right now. And you know, I got a chance to talk to him about the defense coming up and, and, and about somebody special that was that was added to the Michigan State staff. Michigan State corner Kalen Gervin here, talking to him on the Five Star Zone. Kalen, 
when you look across the field, man, this, uh, the cornerback's uh, room is a little different than it was last year. You had some guys leaving. You got Shakur Brown going to the NFL. Yep. What's it like with the uh, new transfers in there? Man, it's, uh, it's a good room, man. I think our room got even better, man. Uh, everybody got their hand in the pile. You know what I mean? Everyone, your emphasis right now is just keeping a neutral mindset, uh, just coming to work every day. So the competition is huge, you know. And I think that's making everybody better. So we got a good room right now, man. The competition is good. It's pushing everybody every day. You know, everybody on their hit, not on their, you know, everybody on their toes. Like, okay, what he gonna do today? But overall, it just makes us better. And we all, you know, embrace each other. You know what I mean? And just push each other, man. Be, I could be a better pet player every day. You see yourself as being that leader in the room. You've been up here yeah. the longest. You, yeah. you know, what's what's the advice that you're giving to the new guys? Just keep keep your head down and work, man. And um, watch the guy in front of you, especially for the younger guys. You know, Coach Barnett always talk about like <clears throat> looking at the guy in front of you and just trying to do exactly what they do. You know what I mean? Or even better. So just telling the young guys to keep their head up, man. You know, camp sometimes can be a little tough for the younger dudes, but um, keep pushing. Uh, coming every day with a neutral mindset, or coming every day that like, I'm gonna get better, even though you hurt and even you tired, I gotta get better today. You know what I'm saying? Focusing on one thing to get better, whether it's pad level or press technique. You know what I mean? Off that, whatever it is, just coming every day with, with, a, with a, a good mindset. You know what I mean? Kalen, uh, what's what's it like Harlan Barnett coming back, coaching you guys, yeah. changing up a little bit of was I guess it's a four-two-five. Kind yeah. of a defense. What's what's that like having Harlan Barnett back coaching you guys? Man, it's great, man. Coach, Coach Barnett, a great dude. You know, he's like a second father to me. So just taking everything he says in. That's all it is, man. You know, talking to Jacquez and all them dudes. It's like, man, just take everything he says in. Like, it's always, I'm always picking his brain. You know what I mean? So he a dude that we just listen to. You know, everybody in that room. Coach Barnett, Coach T, Coach Tillman, mm-hmm. Coach Tuck. Everybody in that room. GAs. Everybody. We just a nice. You know, close knit. Our DB room is good. We, we got all the DB gurus. You know what I mean. So I look at everybody, all the coaches as gurus. Okay. They, they are. They all are gurus in their own way. You know what I mean. So yeah, it's a great room, man. Great to have Coach Barnett back. Great dude. Great guy. And you know, he was over the no fly zone, and you know that's kind of been a thing that a lot of Michigan State fans are waiting to see that no fly zone come back. Yeah. For you guys, is it? I guess with the competition going on in the cornerbacks' room and the safeties' room. You know, is, is it just one person? Is it going to be a rotation? Everybody's going to get their chance out on the field? Right now, everybody's going to get a chance. Um, you know, with the new guys coming in, we just, we competing, man. That's the best thing I can say right now. We competing. That's all, we, that's all I can say. Okay. And I guess, you know, Coach Tucker was talking about, you know, being able to just interchange people in, in different spots and, you know, where you may be on the corner for one play, you may be on the tight end for the next play, running back for the next play. What, what's that like for you guys, you know, just being able to cover everybody? Uh, I think that's good, man, because, you know, we might be put in different situations where we got to cover different type of players, positions. You know what I mean? So I know exactly what Coach saying. Okay. And uh, Coach Tucker, what I mean, you know, is he the man that we all see on the social media? I mean, what's, what's yeah. it like, uh, you know, having him as a coach? Great dude. Stand-up guy, you know what I mean? Demands excellence, demands perfection. But, you know, like he expects certain things out of you, you know what I mean? Out of, out of every player. You know, he always talks about everybody got their own role, you know what I mean? So I think, you know, it's an emphasis on everybody embracing their role, putting their hand in the pile, keeping a neutral mindset, and just coming to work. Okay. And, uh, Caitlin, one last question for you. All of a sudden, they added somebody new, but you know him for quite a while. 
your former head coach from Cass Tech, Thomas Wiltshire. What's that like having him up here? And what was that conversation like when he told you he was coming to MSU? Man, it's great to have Coach Wiltshire. You know, he's a he's a second father to me too. Um, great to have him here, man. Just knowing that you got somebody here that you're comfortable with. You know what I mean? That was my high school coach. So seeing him right there is just like wow. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's giving me like flashback memories. Still a little strange seeing him walking around the building. Just a little bit, but it's, it's, I'm so used to him. It's my that's my head coach. That's my head coach still. You know what I mean? So, but it's great, man. I think he, you know he, he bring a lot. You know, it's a program. Great dude, stand up dude, help, help, just trying to help wherever he can, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, because I was going to add, what, is, what does he add to Michigan State? I mean, coming from such, such a successful year, yeah. I mean, successful career at Cass Tech, yeah. to give that up to come to MSU, what, what does that say about him? It says a lot, man. I mean, obviously he wants to do bigger bigger things, you know what I mean? But um, he's a winner, man. Coach, he's been winning all his life. And um, he just he brings, you know, winning attitude perfectionist and just want to be great you know what I mean want to help the kids I think he's he's really into the individual you know what I mean I think a lot of people a lot of kids or te- like my teammates lean on him you know they got anything that's going on Fo- football outside of football so great okay. a last question so what, sh- what should we expect from this defense man especially you being an older player coming in being one of the leaders what type of defense should fans be expecting it's a uh, fast physical aggressive you know, flying around, relentless defense, knowing, knowing what to do, how to do it, toughness, effort. That's what, that's what everyone should expect. Cool. Thanks, man. So, and, you know, for Kalen, he's talking about Wiltshire coming in there and, and how that's just somebody that he likes and also, you know, his relationship with Mel Tucker and, and, and just getting that competition back in that secondary because the secondary, man, it was not as good as it wanted to be. Shakur Brown Caught every interception last year. I don't know if I've ever seen a secondary where only one guy got interceptions, but that was him. Now he's, you know, going out and trying to make the Pittsburgh Steelers roster. But, yeah, for MSU, a lot's going to be filtered out in the next couple of weeks. They got a scrimmage coming up this weekend, and we'll see who goes out and who takes the field on, you know, that first Friday night in September against Northwestern. But I think there's spread on that. Yeah, I think it's Northwestern minus four. Did I hear four and a half? And what what do you think is going to happen? Because I mean, listen, Northwestern always has a pretty darn good defense. Their offense is meh, right. especially unless they have a good running back, which they have in the past. What do you what do you expect from that? I know we're three weeks out, but well, the thing about Northwestern is Northwestern is they're never good two years in a row. And if you look at it, they'll make the Big Ten championship game for the West, and then the next year they kind of tank, and then they get good again, and then they tank. So this is they're in their tank year right now. Uh, they're replacing, I think they're replacing quite a few people out there. I, I want to say Patty Fisher has finally graduated. <laughs> Seemed like that guy. I mean, he he's been making plays for them since you know. I think he made the tackle and caused the A train to fumble back in the nineties. That's <laughs> how long Patty Fisher's been there. Yeah, he was on that Rose Bowl team in 96. Right. <laughs> With Darnell Autry. Yeah, I'm just I'm so looking forward to it and and it may last year was fake, right? Let's be honest. Like we didn't really get it, to see it, what it we wanted to yeah, see. Yeah, it wasn't fake. It was just they were just kind of handed some stuff and say, "Okay, I'm just go saying for the it. Big 10 in general." 
most of the time we saw five games out of the teams, right? Yeah. Because COVID or, or whatever well, the, else. Yeah, near the end, I mean, Ohio State got a waiver to play. And, and rightfully so. They went in the playoff. They got yeah. to the championship game. I mean, Indiana was entertaining. Penn State struggled. Michigan State struggled. Michigan, Michigan struggled. struggled. Yeah. It was literally uh, Indiana. struggled. And, oh, Minnesota struggled. It's mightily. Yeah. I mean, it was Wisconsin. It was Wisconsin. It was Northwestern. And Ohio State. And Ohio State and Indiana. Those four teams. And once Penix went down, that was it yeah. for Indiana. You knew Penix, they didn't have a shot. God, they're going to be scary good this year, aren't they? I think so. I, I, Penix is the best quarterback in the Big Ten, in my opinion. So, uh, And before we wrap up, yeah, it's looking like switching to basketball. Amani Bates will be playing in college somewhere. You think? I'm guessing it's one and then the it, G League. It, he'll probably do a year in college, and then he'll go to G League for year two. Right now, it's a lot. You got a lot of experts saying that it's Memphis. I don't know if I'm sold on that or not because then his father, his father comes out later and says, basically, to paraphrase, you know, do you think I would leak this information out and ruin the surprise? Yes. You know, I don't. I wouldn't do that type of stuff. I, his father's a control person, so I don't see them leaking the information out. They have been so close to the vest. Even when he committed to Michigan State originally, nobody knew. No, it was a random Wednesday, and it popped up on SportsCenter. Imani Bates at 1230 announced right. his college decision. Which, ironically enough, was the day I was interviewing to come to 97.1. I'm in the middle of the interview, and my phone is blowing up. Jimmy and Debbie are sitting there talking to me, and my phone is just... <laughs> <laughs> like not no not no I'm sitting, I'm sitting like I'm like I had to look at like okay did something happen in the family like it was one of the constant and I look and it was like what's going on with Bates and I'm like okay I'll get to this later and then you had committed but I think a lot of speculation comes from the fact that uh, the one kid number one kid had reclassified and he's going to Memphis no he's you, a center yeah you got Jalen Rose who's on ESPN basically begging FedEx to pay Imani Bates to go to Memphis. Um, I'm sure there's no bias there. Yeah, I don't see FedEx doing that. I mean, we saw finally uh, DJ Olungalele sign a deal with Dr. Pepper. And that, to me, was the first really major sponsorship. Well, yeah, because now we talked about what like else the, is in Clemson? That's their pro team. Right, but it, it, the fact that he's probably going to be on those Fanville commercials. Like, this is going to be the first really you're going to see the athlete doing something. It was a breakdown. Like most of the athletes have made like a little under five hundred bucks, and most of the stuff's just been social media. He's going to be in the actual Fanville commercials, where you know when they do the little town thing and the sheriff's going around and that. The, yeah, he he's eligible to be in that. Oh, they're paying. You him. mean Brian Bosworth? Yeah, Brian Bosworth the sheriff. I didn't realize that was him at first. I was like until Mike told me, but. What about, um, like, okay, so you mentioned the NIL, and I think, I mean, it's a little off topic, but Quinn Ewers that went reclassified at Ohio State, I saw something where he's already got his first endorsement, and he's tweeted about it and Instagrammed about it, and I guess his tweet was worth like $12,000 or something. Yeah, like some some Christian kombucha drink or something. Something like that, yeah, but it was worth $12,000, and that Instagram post was worth like 4000 based on impressions and everything. Yeah. And, I mean, I think we, I'm going to pat ourselves on the back, we nailed it. The big-time sponsors aren't going to come forward no. until Dr. Pepper just did. Dr. Pepper was the first one, and... It's going to be interesting to see because, yeah, when especially if, like, 
because they do the little soap opera thing. So it's going to be funny to see if he's actually a player in the soap opera this year, yep. especially if Clemson wins the whole thing. I just hope he's not benched like that one quarterback was for Trevor <laughs> like yeah, a couple games yeah, in. So. Um, I just I have one question about Bates, and I'm I'm only wondering this, and it's not me being a hater because he he went against Michigan State. Competition seems to be catching up to Mr. Bates. Is two years, one playing in college, one in the G League, could it almost hurt his stock? Because he's two years away from the, the well, NBA draft. No, no, because it's known that he can't go because of his age. So he's kind of stuck. He would love to go straight to the pros right now, but he can't. Would because... he have been the number one pick this year over Cade? No. No? No, he wouldn't have been. He 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 probably he would probably would went around like the uh, Jonathan Kaminga. Okay, how good was the competition that he was playing when he was playing for the Ipsy Public School? It wasn't that great. I mean, I, I mean, it was the they played against the one kid going to Gonzaga. I'm um, blanking on his name, but he may end up being the number one. You pick mean Chet team. Holgram? Yeah, Chet no, Holmgren. I'm talking about the public school. Did they play against him when he was? No, when no, they, they were winning they, state titles. No, I'm they, saying. Oh, when he went to no, because the Bates Academy wasn't a public school. No, no, no. Oh, I'm saying Ypsilanti Prep. Yeah, his no, his first two years when he was at public school and they won state t- titles freshman oh. sophomore year. How good was that competition? Because I mean, you and I both. It wasn't know. that great of a competition. So he's and look- that's and that's why they put him in a prep school because then they could at least get him better games so yeah. that you're playing the Chet Holmgren's of the world. Well, that kid seems to be only getting better. I mean, he's seven foot. He can step out. He can shoot. Yeah. He can do this, that, and the other thing. Gonzaga goes and now gets Now, the him. thing about Bates is, I don't know if you saw, but he's out working with Carmelo Anthony. I did see that. Multiple and, players uh, are out there. He was out there with uh, with, with uh, Spider, too. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell was the other guy that I saw. So he's he's working out with those guys, and he was holding his own. I was quite well, impressed looking at Bates. I mean, I know their drills and listen, you're not you're going up against cones and, and empty chairs but he was holding his own with those guys and the fact that they invited him out there is a big step means something yes it definitely does and i just listen carmelo ain't the carmelo that we knew right <laughs> right so it, it's just it, it's exciting when is he supposed to announce do we know a date or is this just going to be a random thing i think again? it's going to be in a, if he's going to a college it's, it's got to be within the next few weeks because he has to enroll. Okay. Uh, Oregon starts later in September, so he can – if if he doesn't commit within the next 14 days, then it's Oregon. Will, does Memphis, Michigan State, and Oregon all have a roster spot for him, a, a scholarship? Yeah. Okay. If not, you, you make one. Because this is probably one of those where you give it to the walk-on. Yeah, I'm taking it back. Right. You're back okay. So like on, um yeah. um Davis Smith. Right. Sorry, bud. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Daddy can still afford. Or college. you know what? You told him. <clears throat> if Amani Bates doesn't come here, you can keep this. If he comes here, we're taking it back. So hold off calling mommy and daddy just for now. Let's wait until see the till the dust settles. Cause then I don't want to look bad. But if he doesn't come to this school, it's yours. That's what you tell the kid. Okay. I like that. I mean, I don't mind it, and I'm sure the kids understand it, too. If you're a walk-on, it's a blessing to so, be on that bench. Wherever he goes, that team's going to be on TV a lot. If it's Memphis, Memphis is going to be on a lot. If it's Michigan State, they're going to be on a lot because people are going to see it. It's kind of like how Kate Cunningham is with the Pistons. Pistons, you know, summer league games are going to be on prime time. That's going to be MSU or Memphis, wherever he goes. I think it's between the two. His dad was quite upset that all that have, all of a sudden, like, on 24-7, there were a ton of crystal balls saying he was going to Memphis, and he was just like, yeah, 
yeah, I wouldn't leak this stuff out. You guys don't know what you're talking about. It's not about you, Dad. <sighs> Hate to say it. It's not about you. You got a question? Yes, I do. <laughs> and the one question I was going to ask, I, I changed it just based on the last minute of conversation that we had. Cade Cunningham, Piston, number one overall pick. We've been looking for an NBA comparison. I came up with one. Steve Smith. How do you feel about that? He better be better than Steve Smith, but I think his game is very, very similar to a young Steve Smith with the Miami Heat. See, I don't even think he has to be better than Steve Smith. I mean, Steve Smith was pretty damn good. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's case. But he was Steve only Smith, an all-star once. You know what I mean? He was, Yeah, but he, was, he had longevity. He was respected. Steve Smith was good. He was a star. Yes. But he was never a superstar, and I think that's Cade. Cade has the ability to be a star, but I don't know if he's going to be a superstar. Who would you compare him to if I, you had to? Ironically enough, the coach of Memphis, Penny Hardaway. See, I said that, and I feel like— and this Penny is, Hardaway before Penny got injured. That's what I'm saying. Orlando Magic Penny. We're not talking yeah. Phoenix Penny. Right. I'm talking the Magic Penny. Right. That's lofty, when he, when, isn't it? When he and Shaq—no, nah, when he and Shaq were competing for titles. No, nah, it's not. Uh, Penny was a tall point guard, same as Kay, did a lot of things. And he was awesome. He was a cultural yeah. icon, and whether I, it was Little Penny and Chris Rock or just his yeah. play with Shaq. And I, and I don't think that that's asking too much for Kay to, to be like Penny or Steve Smith. I, I I mean, heck, some even said Grant Hill, but Grant mm. Hill was never truly a point guard. No. But those two guys were. So, yeah, I think those are the, the two best comparisons in my book. Cool. So... All right, uh, I'd like to thank Elijah Collins, Kaylin Gervin for joining us here on this episode of the Five Star Zone. For Evan, I'm Rico. We'll be back next week.